Welcome to the Brody Sattva Podcast. I'm Enoch Daniel. Like a lot of men of a certain age, my good friend Sosh and I felt a sense of dissatisfaction. We're settled and successful, but we also have our struggles and personal demons. For the past couple of years, we've been on a journey to become better men. By that, I mean better husbands, better fathers, better human beings, just better at this thing called life. And now we've decided to share that journey with you and invite you along for the ride. We'll be speaking with each other, as well as others, with wisdom to share, and hopefully some of you. We're here to ask the important questions, such as, how can we be better men and still tell dick jokes? And what can a couple of bros learn about the path to enlightenment anyway? Let's find out and become better together. Get jacked on mindfulness, philosophy, mental health, and connection, starting right now. Just a quick note before we begin. This audio was recorded in December of 2020. It's the first recording we did for what we planned to be the Brody Sattva podcast. I was in particular at a very low point, struggling with depression. And you can hear some of that. It gets a little raw and vulnerable. But you'll also hear a lot of laughter. And I think it's important to remember that depression can wear many faces. And just because you see someone that looks like they have all their shit together, it ain't necessarily so. And, spoiler alert, I got better. I'm recording this now in March of 2021, and I'm in a much better place. No small thanks to my good friend Sosh. Without further ado, let's jump in. So what's up with you, brother? How are you? Man, I'm doing well, uh, as well as I can be in these most trying times. Mm Mm-hmm. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. I, uh, I've been better. I, uh, I kind of gave up for a while and, uh, just really quit doing the work, lost touch a little bit and really sunk into uh, some deeper depression. Yeah. I kind of, I started out this whole pandemic thing with the idea that, uh, I would come through, it'd be this transformative year and I would come through stronger and better and, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I just hit the fucking wall and have been just like, I just want to survive, quit exercising, quit meditating, haven't really been doing men's group pretty quickly thereafter, just, you know, picked up my drinking a bit. And I'm now like just dipping right into that organic soup. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm like on a new medication two medications, which I figure if I need two fucking medications, I'm really crazy. <laughs> and then my therapist, I talked to her today and she just, she just really wanted to talk about my drinking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> she wants me to try another medication that she thinks will, will curb alcohol cravings. And then she wants to send me to another therapist to do some more tr- deep trauma work. And yeah. I just feel kind of broken. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot, man. You know, now that you kind of say it like that, when you, it's funny how you say, "Hey, man, how you doing?" Um, you and I both talked how like it's really hard for us to be vulnerable, and my initial reaction is always, "Babe, yeah, you, 
I'm the Southern Socrates, man. You can't stop this. Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'm just the sexiest thing there is. There ain't nothing wrong. And the truth is nothing like that. It's really hard. And I have found that when you were just saying that all the um, hitting the wall and the, and the transformative years and, and this expectation that I had, I'm right there with you because I thought so many things were going to just, I was going to learn the guitar. I was going to yeah. write the novel. I was yeah. going to, you know, I was just going to be like all kinds of ripped up and stuff. Yeah. None of that's happened. Yeah. And I haven't been, exercising like i thought i would not and and i meditated for a while i was the most i ever done i was really proud of that yeah and i i still kind of do a little go to sleep but nothing like these expectations that i've built up yeah i i was hit i hit a really great stride for a lot of months of this year where i just you know I felt like it was all coming together and like i was like the, the butterfly breaking out of the cocoon kind of thing and then it just i just sunk back into the shit and it's just really frustrating and disappointing you know disappointed in myself yeah you know i've really been swimming in that whole like worthlessness cycle yeah um yeah. I've been trying to keep myself in this mindset of, you know, well, you know, not all sadness is pathological. Not all anxiety is pathological. And, you know, I'm feeling sadness more than I am sad. It's just been, it, it just, it wore me down. Well, something that kind of like just screams out at me real quick was actually something you, you said a long time ago about uh, playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. And you tell me one time about, you know, why you're playing it practicing every day and all this stuff you just don't see the progression you don't mm-hmm. see the the butterfly that you become and it literally took you putting it down and then just walking up onto it a few months after you hadn't touched it at all and how much work had been done that you just went bam you, you really felt like whoa man I, I am really good at this you know and that's when you wrote a couple of songs i mean wrote a really good song for me and and my wife (laughs) and um i think man i think this is kind of like that too brother i i feel like you and i both have done a lot of work and have done some just amazing transformative things so much so that we're really really hell of a lot more self-aware now Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. one guy called it a sober low yeah, I don't know. There's, I think we all have these low points. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. we just don't seem to be able to give ourselves enough grace, you know, like, man, you have done so much more and just your ability to kind of recognize mm-hmm. that all these things are, are really affecting you and mm-hmm. to, Hey man, this thing that I've done the same way year after year after year, this rinse and repeat, is not working. Mm-hmm. I need to reach out. You know, yeah. I need my cup's empty. Yeah. It, and, and I was telling you uh, about that, that metaphor. I'm with you, man. I got, you know, I do the therapy thing and you're at, yours sounds like a lot more work than mine. My dude, <laughs> <laughs> my, 
my, Mary, my... Mary really wore me out today. She was, yeah. it, was a, it was a lot of, she kept saying, I'm, I'm not trying to shame you, but she did a really fucking good job of it. Yeah. No, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mine's a little more like, you know, meeting for coffee. We go out and play nine holes every now and then oh, sometimes. Man. man, that's all it's right. It's just really, but then again, I think his whole um, thing with that is, dude, I really want you to go out because you seem to be doing the things that are paying you back now. Like you did the work. And I really want to emphasize on, hey, man, keep your garden up because mm-hmm. it's feeding you peace now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when we were good. talking earlier, actually kind of jotted some of this crap down, you know, because I'm like, I remember also my brother Enoch once described me as a, a monkey on crack. I have a tendency <laughs> to bounce around. I don't think I ever said that. No, no. People you may have said it, it when I... We'll just make a cart that I say it. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff coming, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. But so, right, you know, my garden metaphor is, you know, with this new life that we're leading, you can and we have come in tune with the things that fill our cup and the things that drain, mm-hmm. and the wild thing is that we have the power, you know, through our choices of what we choose to drain, or I like to say, you know, drain to me is like, it's getting taken from you, but if we choose, and it's a little more like pouring Mm. and, you know, I don't want to call it sponsoring because it's not, but I've kind of been sponsoring my little sister on this whole new, like better living. Yeah. And, um, I cannot tell you how much sometimes that I've just talked to her in the past few months that the grace was given back. The cup got filled from her. Just this little thing she said about how she wanted to, you know, tear into her husband about some silly little thing Mm -hmm. or this one thing about somebody saying something about you should try this to get pregnant and, how many times somebody does stuff like that and it just wears on you. And yet now I can kind of feel my body's physical reaction to that and know that, Hey, I need to, you know, I need to do something about that. I can't, I can't let that get to me. Hmm. Little things like that, man. Yeah. Have really filled my cup and I wasn't, didn't even know that I was a little empty. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, you and I like doing this right now, you and I, have not been having our conversations. That's true. And I think both of that came from a a sense of shame with each other that we had not done the work. Yeah. I'm over here not putting in blog entries Mm. and not doing my exercise, not doing this, just living kind of the fruits of my, my, my life (laughs) and sitting there looking at Enoch and going, Oh man, I need to, I need to get on that. Oh, I need to do that. And that right there is a, that's a cancer, like, you know, and that, yeah. and if we're not careful, we'll, we'll turn around, man. And our cup's empty and we didn't even realize it because yeah. we let other things kind of drain it. That's a really interesting take is that we were both not doing as well as we thought we should be doing. And so we started avoiding having the conversations that we needed to get us back on track. 
just you started that, isolating sort yeah. of a weird shame cycle thing exactly with something that is critical in my you know i'm gonna do some air quotes here garden my zen garden that i've grown mm-hmm. are these people these pillars you know my sister my therapist you my wife my kids mm-hmm. although my wife and kids drain me a little more than you guys but, yeah well yeah. You know, sorry when she watches this yeah yeah sure yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> i don't know who that guy is what an asshole um but like you said dude the shame and, and it just it, and it, next thing you know you, then you're stopping yourself from taking taking the relief you need taking you know taking some of that back that you've poured out yeah and it just takes a conversation to have with somebody that alleviates it to where you don't get to that point where you're like oh, i'm giving up i want to drink yeah. Or I'm giving up. I don't want to meditate or I'm giving up. I don't want to have a phone call. Well, if one thing about this episode and I know and I know depression cyclical and I know you're going to have ups and downs and I've you know, this there has been a shit ton of stress and anxiety and things to be sad about. And, you know, this, it was a compounding thing. And I'm not I'm not surprised I'm in the place I'm in right now. Right. But one thing I am proud of is that I, uh, over the past couple of years, I have built enough space in my own head and enough self-awareness that it really only took me a few weeks to recognize the path I was on, as opposed to it taking six months or a year, which I think, if, you know, if two years ago, that probably would have been the case. I would have, you know, I would have definitely said so. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would have uh, woken up one morning with a pounding headache and been like, what the fuck am I doing with my life, you know, six months later. So that that I think I took some pride in that, that like I feel yeah. good that I, I, I am actively taking the steps I need to do to try to get back on track. And I want to say that I was proud of you as well, dude. That's um, I'm glad you reached out. I'm glad that we started this again. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, the conversations, meditation. Uh, art, sleeping, you know, properly, our therapy, all these things, dude. Yeah, they, they help us fill our cup, and um, you know, give you. I was just gonna say, you know, dude, be sure to give yourself some grace because you damn, damn well deserve it. And life is sneaky, and mm-hmm. it's powerful, and mm-hmm. it'll turn around and drop kick you in the nuts. And mm-hmm. you know, and just mm-hmm. to have this little bit of self awareness, it makes you so much better than the man I remember not too long ago. And uh, I really liked that guy too. He was a, he was, he was a good dude. He was a hoot, but you know, right here is, is even better. And, uh, and this is only going to get better and it's going to get worse again. Oh, you say that all the time. She goes, life, it sucks. And then it gets better. It sucks again. Mm -hmm. Just don't kill yourself. Oh, also you said, you know, and you were at a low point when you gave me that shout, but, he really did throw that vulnerability and said, you know, man, you're like one of my only friends. And it really struck a chord with me because I got to thinking about it. And it was like, for one, dude, you know, all men get less and less friends as they get, old. you know, the circle gets smaller. We're, we're not built to, to talk. We're not built to share, you know, society, whatever, genetic, mm-hmm. who knows. But it, it, you definitely see that. You see these old dudes just get depressed and just yeah. literally fade out of existence. Yeah. And um, that just really, you know, it kind of, it scared me because, 
you know, if I ever thought of Enoch, I would think somebody who does have quite a few, you know, lifelong, good, solid relationships where he, he can share. Mm. And, um, cause I, I would think that he's that way like he is with me. Mm. And, and I got to thinking about, I was like, cause you know, I've got a lot of those. I mean, uh, I got Justin, I got old Brad, the wizard. I got to thinking about it. I was like, no, those aren't the same. They're good friends. Don't get me wrong. They're good friends. And, and, and you can sit around philosophize with them and, and get, you know, fill my cup with the relationship. It's don't get yeah. me wrong. Getting thinking about those pillars, you know, but you walk outside into that garden and you really take in a lot just from their presence alone, just from thinking about them, about what they would say about something. No, man, I'm right there with you, brother. Yeah. We don't have a lot of that many friends, you know, or, or, or at least this things that give us this much that it's, you and I do. And to me, it comes back to the vulnerability. Like I don't have that many people in my life that I can, just kind of crack open my chest to, you know, and, and show my, my quivering beating heart. Yeah. The, it, you know, and most, most of my friends here are work friends mm-hmm. and I'm not going to tell them that I'm struggling with depression. Right. You know, I'm not going to talk about that with them um, or, you know, they're, they're acquaintances and, and what I say, you know, yes, I've, I've got some friends, but honestly, I, I don't, being a middle-aged man is a lonely experience anyway, or can be, but being a middle-aged man in this pandemic has just been fucking lonely. Yeah. Like I'm just, I get really lonely and I've got a fucking fly on my forehead. Nah, can't see it. You're all washed out anyway. Yeah, I know. It was a little too bright with the lights. Yeah, we got to work on that, dude. A little hot, a little hot with the lights. Speaking of that though, I feel like that probably also, you know, talking about like, what, what, what gets in our way and what, what trips us up and, and um, you know, that the shame and the expectations, all that stuff, you know, the vulnerability with you as well is, is cause I know in your head because of our conversations that there's that voice that says, man, you have no right to fucking talk. Uh, you got no right to gripe and nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear a uh, highly educated, decent looking, I mean, okay hung, I'm not going to say as big as me. Well, above uh, average, I mean, uh, yeah. Successful white man. Yeah, who's in the top like, 10% of income, you know? Like, okay. yeah, nobody. like so what in the hell yeah. do you have to, to say at all, man? You have nothing this, that's absurd. Well, and, 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 and that goes into, like, when, I've, when I'm feeling like shit, I, I've, I hate that guy. Like, I, I listen to myself and think, what the fuck's wrong with you? What do you have to be sad about? Why would you, you whiny little bitch? Mm-hmm. How many people would just kill their own mother to trade that? Mm-hmm. And that in itself, dude, is one of those roadblocks. That's that life. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I believe Marcellus Wallace said, that's pride fucking with you. Okay. I like and, it. Uh, and, and, and that is, man, that's one of those things you need to be aware of because you're going to have to find more than just myself. And I am going to have to find more than just you, my sister, wife, yeah. kids, stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, I mean, we need that, we need that field, you know, we need that network. We something I, something I, I read an article, I read an article a year or two ago talking about how the stress that modern living puts on marriages. They said, you know, we used to have 
these big networks of people we could lean on. And we've isolated ourselves so much that all we have is our spouse. And so what used to be 12 people's job now becomes one person's job and it's too much. It's too yes. much for them. They can't take yes. it. And so marriages yes, exactly. fall apart from the strain. You know, they were talking about like a uh, grieving used to be a very community-based thing. They were, yeah. they were talking about actually during um, the flu pandemic, Spanish mm-hmm. flu back in 1918, that it was just like all these things of the women could not, were the ones who carried on this whole community aspect of, of, of grieving and, and the time and, you know, all the, the, the theatrics that went into all that stuff, but people died so much and the last pandemic caused people to isolate so much that a lot of that crap got lost. And so, hmm. I mean, just in grieving alone, we isolate it and it just become this like, you know, whatever. And like you said, it's too much for somebody else to taste, like trying to drink out on a damn fire hose. Yeah. No. And so we have to keep trying to remember that and keep being, but we need to find people that mm. you can be vulnerable with. And then you can say, man, you know, dude, I'm just, I'm dealing with depression Yeah. and, uh, and that's okay. And that's awesome. And, you know, for me, a lot of times it's, it, you know, different groups. I mean, like that every man group, I think that's a great one. And those guys but, are great. And I, I tell you what, it's, it's, I have missed some meetings both from holidays or work, or I just didn't feel a couple of times. I just didn't feel up to it. I'm like, I just can't go be that vulnerable right now. Cause I just feel too raw and shitty on my own. And I, that has was part of, I mean, that's part of my whole cycle of self-care that I let fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. But... No, no, I think uh, you, you didn't interrupt. I think that's what they call an alley-oop or an assist. <sighs> and this is something that always gets to me as I, as I have a sense of disease with modern living and how we live our life and how our society is, is set up. And I, 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 particularly in this last year and with the pandemic and then the election cycle, I've just had like this real existential dread. Like I've, I just, we're, we've really screwed the pooch here. I mean, and, and there's it's in really just really fucked up ways. And I don't know how we get, you know, right, right. The course, you know, right. And both both my psychiatrist and my therapist this week told me that I should check out of the news and, and quit following the news. Meanwhile, they dragged me into a conversation of each of them for like 15 minutes talking about how fucked up the world is. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, right? So I was telling my dad the same thing. I was like, hey, man, you need to quit listening to this like OAN crap. Oh, my God. Like you, you raised a bunch of liberal kids, you know, mm-hmm. two very strong liberal women. It's like, I didn't do that. It was your mom. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was not you, my mother, brother. That was you. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're the one who's always been, you know, treat others as you would like to be treated and take it easy. And you're the one who gave me a bunch of grace back in the day of, you know, hey, you just kind of need to chill out. Yeah. So I was, I'm kind of trying to return that favor a little bit. And I was telling him, I was like, dude, you just got to quit listening to news. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, well, 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 you know, I'm like, because it's firing you up and it's filling your head with some really weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead, why don't you start listening to like podcasts, like stories, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, just, yeah, you feel like if you changed what you consumed, 
then that's what because he's like well i don't really get upset unless we're talking about politics or something and i'm like exactly and it seems like every time we get together we're talking some politics you want to try and bring up some back, black lives matter is bullshit and 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 it's just terrorists and stuff like that. and i'm like no what a that's ridiculous but two why are you always wanting to go there and i was like because it's what you're ingesting it is why don't we change that up? So it's an, it's an industry that's built on causing outrage and fear. Yes. It's a sounding board, an echo chamber. I mean, that's and all it's, this is where I keep coming back to is if we can't, <clears throat> we can't even agree on what the truth is anymore. So how do you have any meeting of the minds or make any substantive change or, or really help the country along if we can't even agree on what's real and what isn't? It makes me feel crazy sometimes. They're like, maybe, am I the crazy one? I don't think I'm crazy, but I know I have my own echo chambers too. Yeah. You know, this is one of them in in a sense, you know, this is what we're going to have to, you know, from here on, we would definitely need to fight that because yeah. I I think one of us should really dive deep into QAnon and uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to vote for you because I think you're, you're just crazy enough. Like you could, you could, you could go down that rabbit hole, buddy. Yeah, I could do that. I could do it, man. I, I feel sometimes like oh, uh, Mel Gibson in that one movie. <laughs> All of his movies. <laughs> which which one? <laughs> oh, I don't yeah, know, man. At the man. same time, though, dude, I totally buy into Mel Gibson going down to Panama and getting his dad shot up with all the, uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> genes the fetal stuff embryonic cells i heard this great story about uh marlon brando and it was on it was on dak shepherd's podcast and dak said that he went with his wife to go shoot a movie at some like tropical island and supposedly brando had a uh, a, a, an estate out there he spent a lot of time at and he started hearing rumors that he'd had a lot of illegitimate children on this on, on this island and he said he's like i thought it was just kind of some urban legend but as he's like kind of put around the house he kept running into people that were clearly like fijian but also clearly marlon Brando. <laughs> yes. heart of darkness brother that dude straight up took art and made it life he went there and he had a bunch of Stella. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, let's not go there. Not the first episode. <laughs> Everything I'm time I pull it out, she pulls me back in. <laughs> That's so bad on so many ways. It wasn't even Brando, you asshole. <laughs> you know, you know. Oh, whatever. I was going for something. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same fucking guy. They're all the same guy. It's the same fucking guy. They're all the same. Bill <laughs> Streep's the only decent actor out there anyway. That's He's right. the only one who does different parts. That's right. All right. So on the uh, suggestion of uh, my lovely wife, I mm-hmm. say we, uh, we wrap it up. I love it. I love it. Well, let's... Uh... Let's shoot to do this again soon. I'll mm-hmm. uh, I'll take a look at the recording, see if I can uh, do anything with it, and uh, okay. I don't know, we'll figure this shit out, man. Yeah, maybe next time. I mean, we hell, dude, 
Maybe next watched... time we should have an agenda, or maybe we could just I keep don't know. We'll figure that out. I mean, do you, you remember watching Rogan's first two or three episodes? <laughs> Dumbass is just like fart jokes and just getting super yeah. high with that dude. I mean, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's what I, uh, I. Three hours of that. Making <laughs> <laughs> fart jokes and them just getting stoned. And I'm like, how did this turn out to be like the podcast yeah i think the best advice i ever heard is you need to get like 25 episodes under your belt before you have any inkling of what the fuck you're doing yeah and anybody who says they went back and listened to their first episodes it's just like a cringe fest you know the most successful guys out there who like they listen to their first episode like oh that's that's bad oh that's just like us when we read when we read anything we wrote back in college oh god yeah damn are you kidding? I was brilliant then. Yeah, me too. Speaking That's of writing, time. I speaking of writing, I realized the last short story I wrote was a Christmas story I wrote a fucking year ago, and I wow. I, I realized that, and I almost cried. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to start writing some fiction again. Yeah, you do. I love you, baby. Love you too, man. This is good. Be good. You too, brother. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, folks, that's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. God knows we always do. Don't forget to subscribe so you can continue to follow along on this journey. And please join us. Let's get better together. Or at the very least, 10% less shitty. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and now Clubhouse at True Brody Sattva. That's true, T-R-U. And don't forget to check in at our blog, thebrodysattva.com keep up to date on what's going on in our world as always this show is written by enoch daniel and social woodbine and produced by me and special thanks to scott holmes who wrote our theme music until next time keep working keep seeking and keep living that brody sattva life bye now